Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey his command to watch therefore and be ready for you don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man is coming, coming to take us back to that place he's prepared for us. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching today more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. Welcome to Watch Therefore. It's going to be such a special program that we have today because it's such a special time of year. These are the high holy days here in the promised land in Israel. And the fall feasts of the Lord are upon us. The final feast is taking place. And it's so important for everyone who's alive today. We're going to talk more about that in the second segment of the program. In this first segment, something else that's impacting everyone on the planet today, the days of Noah. Now, on a previous program, I, I touched upon the days of Noah with regard to their relationship to the Jewish wedding and the rapture. Today, I'm going to talk more about the characteristics of the days of Noah, which I've taught about before on the program. And this is going to be kind of a review of that. But we are now airing in different markets, different places, different people are watching this than were before. And it's such an important teaching for everyone that I'm going to review it uh, again. And so let's start off with a prayer, asking the Lord to bless our time together. Oh, Father in heaven, thank you in Messiah Yeshua, our great Savior Jesus name. Bless all of our viewers today. Save anyone who's watching who needs to be saved and bless our time together. Help us truly to watch therefore and be ready, Lord Jesus. Amen. So today, Messiah Jesus, he's talking in Matthew chapter 24. Today, we're going to look at that in verse 36 and onward. But at that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days of Noah, before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. You see, we don't have to be like those who are blind and couldn't see the wrath of God bearing down upon them. And so it is today. The wrath of God is, is about to hit this earth like a freight train. The Lord wants us to watch, therefore, to be ready to understand what's going on around us. The first characteristic of Noah's day was a population explosion. Genesis 6, now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them. You see, there was a population explosion in Noah's day. And we live in the midst of the greatest population explosion in the history of mankind. Because in the year 1804, there are one billion people on planet Earth. And now, just over 200 years later, there are seven and a half billion people on planet Earth. The biggest population explosion in history in our generation. 
The second characteristic of Noah's day, which also we saw with Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah, is wickedness and evil intentions in the hearts of men. Go with me to Luke chapter 17, beginning verse 26. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. By the way, this is a picture of the rapture as well, because Lot was taken out of Sodom and Gomorrah in the same way when, the, when we are raptured out of here, the wrath of God and fire and brimstone is going to hit this earth in the seven-year tribulation. Um, so the epitome of evil, and there's so much evil all around us today like never before, the epitome of evil like it was in Noah's day, like in Sodom and Gomorrah, is men marrying men and women marrying women. You see, marriage is sacred to the Lord. We see in Matthew chapter 19, and he answered and said to them, have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Our Lord Jesus defines marriage as between a man and a woman. It's not that a man marries a man or a woman marries a woman. A man pretends to marry a man. A woman pretends to marry a woman. And see, we, even in the church, have lost the understanding. We don't understand how, how much this is a, a fist shaking in the face of the Lord. Why? Because marriage is a picture of the Lord and his bride, his, his people, Jew and Gentile and Messiah Jesus. And, and, and so this is Satan's mocking of the Lord and something so special to him, his relationship with his people. Look at Ephesians chapter 5. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands and everything. See, marriage here between a man and a woman is a picture of the relationship between our Lord Jesus and his people. It's an evil, aggressive, in-your-face mocking of the Lord. Well, um, this leads to the next sign or characteristic of Noah's day, and that's corruption. And, and, and think of, of corruption this way, uh, 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 there's a beautiful fruit produce aisle at the grocery store you go to, and you, you pick the best, most, most uh, appealing to the eye fruit, and you know it's going to taste so good. But after a while, if you don't eat it, what happens? Corruption. It begins to decay, and it gets to a point where there's nothing you can do with it but, but trash it. See, that's where the world is getting now, and the Lord's going to judge it with fire. And, and another epitome, an epitome of corruption, is Christian homosexuals. You see, one of the ways Satan fights against the church, believers in Messiah Jesus, the congregation of the Lord, is to join it. And that's what he's doing today to produce corruption across the body of Messiah. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, beginning in verse 9. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covenants, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. 
and such were some of you. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of our Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So in this passage, the word homosexual uh, that's translated into English from the original Greek, in the King James Version, that word is translated effeminate, effeminate. Uh, in the original Greek language, it meant soft to the touch, like a man or a boy behaving and being treated like a woman. And that's what we see all over the place today. And you're, a, you're some kind of a bigot if you don't accept that. And the word sodomite speaks of men with men. In Romans chapter 1, we see the great judgment on the sin of men being with men and women being with women. And increasingly, those behaving this way call themselves Christians. I see it on television all the time. So-and-so, this man who's a prominent sportscaster or, or this, that, or the other says, well, I'm so-and-so, everybody knows how wonderful I am. And he says, and uh, I'm a Christian and I'm married to a man. No, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God says, no, this is a lie. Former homosexuals, along with others that we saw in that 1 Corinthians 6 passage of a list of sins, no, they, they're born again, but they used to be this way and no longer are. They're washed, they're cleansed and delivered from this kind of wickedness. And, and then the next characteristic we saw in the days of Noah is violence. What a sick, violent world we live in. But the epitome of it is abortion. 43 million babies murdered every year in their mother's womb all over the world. The safest place in time of a human being's life is to be when they're a little baby in their mother's womb, right? Well, see, they were having what they called lots of fun. <laughs> they were having a great deal of fun in Sodom until the last night in Sodom. And that's what's coming to this world. And, 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 and certainly there's plenty of bad news, but I've got some really good news. Grace, found, uh, grace is something that's available today like it was in Noah's day. Grace is available today like it was in Noah's day. Look at Genesis chapter 6, verse 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace, hallelujah, in the eyes of the Lord. And the same grace is available to us today. God's goodness that none of us deserve. The, the, the power and the work of God the Father and man the sinner to change him into the image of his dear son, Messiah, Jesus. Oh, listen, there's grace that saves us. By grace you have been saved through faith and not that of yourselves. Is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. There's grace that teaches us. Yeah, the grace of God that brings salvation teaches us to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts, to live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age, and to be looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? And, and there's grace that works so powerfully through us, right? Uh, the Bible teaches that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Like Noah built an ark, that was his instructions in his days. In these days of Noah, we're to build the ark. What is the ark? It's a place of refuge. It's a picture of Messiah Jesus. We're to be making disciples of Messiah Jesus. We're to be living a holy and godly life. We're to bring as many into the ark as we possibly can. In our days of Noah, 
or sin abounds, and it is. Again, grace abounds all the more. The grace of the Lord is available to you today. Will you walk in his ways? Will you embrace these days for what they are and receive the abundant grace of the Lord? Watch, therefore. We'll be right back. Joe Schwartz here with Watch Therefore Ministries, introducing my new book, Watch Therefore and Be Ready. In a generation that is about to be so caught off guard by the events of the fig tree days of Noah generation, know this, it doesn't have to be you. I wrote Watch Therefore and Be Ready to prepare followers of Messiah Jesus to be who they are and to do what they have been set here to do just before the coming of Messiah Jesus. And that's why for a donation of any amount to watch their four ministries, blessing Israeli believers poured out for the nations, what we will do is send a copy of watch therefore and be ready. Make sure you mark in your checker on the internet the name of the book watch therefore and be ready to receive your copy. Now like never before, it's time to watch therefore and be ready. I'm so thankful for this powerful and timely Watch Therefore message, where in Matthew 24 and Matthew 25 in the New Testament gospel, Messiah Jesus tells his disciples to watch therefore and be ready, for we don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man is coming. Certainly the other signs that he spoke of just before that are, are bouncing in the red zone today like never before. And he tells his watch therefore and ready disciples to be the faithful servant. They're watching for the master to come and they're doing what the master commanded. And when they stand before him at the judgment seat of Christ, they will hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. This message is expanding. People are embracing it all over the world with a strong desire to be the faithful servant. And it costs lots of money as the TV program is also expanding into other markets. First, I want to say, if you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please don't send any money into this program. It's our desire that you would receive him as Lord and simply enjoy the program today. But for those of you who would like to lay your treasures up in heaven, this is a great place to do so. And we encourage you to sign up for our monthly newsletters. Uh, you can do so at our watchtherefore.tv website. And when you receive our Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nation's letters, you can know how to pray for and financially sow into uh, this ministry. Blessing Israeli Believers is our To the Jew First ministry. As Romans 1.16 says, the gospel and discipleship is to the Jew first. John McTernan, our co-founding Blessing Israeli Believers partner and I, uh, are so excited about this ministry in Israel. And then our Poured Out for the Nation's To the Nation's ministry where the Watch Therefore message is also proclaimed and being embraced so widely. And it, it's expanding. It's so exciting as we're in this generation that we'll see King Jesus come in the clouds because the signs that he spoke of in Matthew 24 and other places are bouncing in the red zones like never before. King Jesus is coming and we need to get ready. There, there's not a better way to do so than understanding and embracing the Watch Therefore message. So remember, now like never before, watch therefore and be ready. King Jesus is coming.
Welcome back to Watch Therefore. We're in this special time of the High Holy Days, and we've already looked at Yom Truah, the Day of Blowing Trumpets, and Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Now, the final feast of the Lord, Sukkot, which is Hebrew for booths or tabernacles. It's the Feast of Tabernacles. Take a look with me at Leviticus chapter 23. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, The fifteenth day of the seventh month shall be the Feast of Tabernacles for seven days to the Lord. On the first day there shall be a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work on it. Now down to verse 39. Also on the fifteenth day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the fruit of the land, you shall keep the feast of the Lord for seven days. On the first day there shall be a Sabbath rest. And on the eighth day a Sabbath rest. Let's start at the end of these passages. Remember, in this crazy, anxious, dangerous, fearful, upside-down world, there's a place of rest for the people who are in Messiah, in Christ. They're disciples of our Lord Jesus. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Is there someone watching today and you need to enter into this place of rest the Lord has for you? With whatever you're going through today, there's a place of rest for you right now. That place of rest is a person, Messiah, Yeshua. Always remember that our Lord Jesus came to save that which was lost and he loves you and wants to forgive, heal, and then raise you up. And he came to give us a river of abundant life in the midst of this wilderness of a sinful world. In Israel, at the time of Sukkot, there was a traditional celebration whereby a priest leading a procession who had drawn water from the pool of Siloam he would lead the procession back to the temple and they would have a, a culmination of this pr procession of a water libation pouring out from a, a great pitcher, the water from the pool of Siloam. And they would rejoice and blow shofars and sing to the Lord and clap their hands. And at the time, during the ministry of Messiah Jesus, he's there at this celebration and he cries out these incredible words that we need to get a hold of today more than ever before on the last day that great day of the feast jesus stood and cried out saying if anyone thirsts let him come to me and drink he who believes in me as the scripture has said out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. After our Messiah Jesus rose from the grave, he was glorified. He went back to our Father in heaven and sent the Holy Spirit to live in us. Now we are the tabernacle of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. And he cries out to us from Ephesians through his apostle Paul, be filled with the Holy Spirit, a flowing river of life. Is there anyone watching today? And truth be told, it's really not a flowing river as much as it's a drip. 
drip, drip. Where in Messiah Jesus, we're to have a flowing river of life. Well, remember, right where you are, you could be part of the solution, crying out to the Lord, asking him, what is the dam that's blocking the river of life? That those flowing rivers from your innermost being. Today, there's a well of life from which to draw living water. We find it in Isaiah chapter 12. And in that day, you will say, oh Lord, I will praise you. Though you were angry with me, your anger is turned away and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For Yah, the Lord is my strength and song. He also has become my Yeshua, my salvation. Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation, from the wells of Yeshua. And in that day, you will say, praise the Lord. Call upon his name. Declare his, deed among, his deeds among the peoples. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, O inhabitant of Zion. For great is the Holy One of Israel in your midst. These are words for you today. These are words for you to embrace and to participate in. Call upon Him. Cry out to Him. Tell others about Him. Sing to His name. Magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. Oh, hallelujah. We need the flow. And these things that you just read about with me, these pertain to the flow of life. Draw from that, that precious well of Messiah Jesus today. The blood of our Savior Yeshua was spilled that you might have a river of life. Also, remember, these feasts were a celebration of God's faithfulness for his people. You see, the children of Israel, they were to remember that the Lord had delivered them out of the land of Egypt. And he had been faithful to them, though they were not always faithful to him. He had been faithful to them in the wilderness on the way to, as he was leading them to, the promised land. See again with me, Leviticus 23. You shall dwell in booths for seven days. All who are native Israelites shall dwell in booths, that your generations may know that I made the children of Israel dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Today, there is a fulfillment in us of Sukkot. Well, what do I mean? They were to dwell in temporary dwellings through the wilderness as the Lord was leading them to the promised land. Today, we who are the tabernacle of the Lord, Christ in us, the hope of glory, we're in these temporary dwellings. And, and this one's getting a little bit rickety compared to how it used to be. These bodies of ours that have been corrupted by sin. But corruptible cannot inherit incorruptible. And either our bodies will go to the ground or we will be raptured. We who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with those who are raised from the grave. So we are in these temporary dwellings and the Lord is leading us through this wilderness on the way to the promised land. What do you mean wilderness? Folks, there are times in this life where the heartache, the pain, the suffering, the difficulties that come in many forms and fashions make it so this world is like a wilderness. 
But today, wherever you are in Messiah Jesus, whatever you're going through, however, however uphill it seems, he will cut streams to you in the wilderness, that river of life. And finally, there's a day when King, King Messiah Yeshua will come and tabernacle amongst us as we hear from the prophet Zechariah. See, our great Savior, he will return and we will come back with him, having been raptured, gone through the judgment seat of Messiah and the marriage ceremony in heaven. And, and, and we will return with him as he conquers Israel's enemies, the armies of the world. And then Messiah Jesus will sit on the throne of David. Zechariah 14, Behold, the day of the Lord is coming, and your spoil will be divided in your midst, for I will gather all the nations to the battle against Jerusalem. The city shall be taken, the houses rifled, and the women ravished. Half the city shall go into captivity, but the remnant of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations as he fights in the day of battle. And in that day his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which faces Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall be split in two from east to west, making a very large valley. Half the mountain shall move to the north and half to the south. Then Now then down to Zechariah 14, 16, and it shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Dear friends, brothers and sisters in Messiah Yeshua, the time is drawing near. Yom Terah, the day of blowing trumpets. Yom Kippur, the day of atonement. And Sukkot, our Lord is returning to have and institute the final world empire, the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Will you be there? Is he tabernacling in you now? Oh, cry out to him. Believe that he died on the cross for your sins and rose again. He is glorified now, and his name is exalted. Cry out to him. He'll forgive you today and give you new life. Turn away from your sins and cry out, Oh, Messiah Jesus, Christ Jesus, save me, forgive me. I want to turn away from my old life and have a life that honors God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins and rose again. I'm receiving you as my Savior and Lord. Teach me now how to follow you. Baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Give me a new identity and a new life. Hallelujah. Amen. If you're crying out to the Lord in, in this way, we have literature that we'll send to you. We have information up on the screen. Make sure you get a hold of this literature. We'll send it to you free of charge by email or regular mail. We want to help you as you start your new life in Messiah Jesus. For all of our viewers, I pray the Lord blesses you in this special time of the high holy days and that you remember Messiah in you the hope of glory and more than ever today remember to watch therefore Messiah Jesus is coming any moment thank you for watching the program today watch therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of watch therefore ministries in future programs we'll have many more watch therefore teachings from the Bible worship and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, 
are watching for King Jesus to return. Watch, therefore, and be ready. Slain, he'll come again. Our conquering king on that day. His sword will go forth to take back and restore.